0: Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operations side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. Today, we're talking productivity. This is something I'm incredibly passionate about. It's something I really used to pride myself on. And it's also something that I have really questioned (laughs) in myself recently and maybe felt like I wasn't being as efficient or effective in my work as I could be. This came up recently on a call with my coach. Shout out to Ellie Swift. Um because I was just feeling like this very frantic energy. And that's certainly not something I want to continue to carry into the year. It wasn't a hustle energy. It wasn't this need to, to do more, but just this idea that there's always something to do. And I'm feeling very incomplete and almost not very present in a lot of my tasks because I'm always focused elsewhere. And the call was amazing because it was a big Dose of reality. Sometimes we just need somebody else to reflect back to us our own advice and the things that we know. And a whole heap of that conversation was focused around work processes and structures and systems. And you guys know I am all about that. And while I certainly felt that I was nailing that in a work and client perspective, I didn't feel the same about my personal life. Now, Big caveat. It's school holidays here at the moment. I am very much in the juggle right now. School goes back next week. I go back into, you know, what I would consider my normal routine. And I have no doubt that things will shift. And this is very much a feeling right now because there's just a lot happening. There's, you know, a lot more disruption in my day than there normally is because... AJ's at home with us. But having said that, it was a really great opportunity to reflect and review and put a plan in place of where to from here to really help feel one, like I was getting things done. My to-do list was actually getting accomplished. And two, I could be really, really present in everything so that I'm really present when I'm working. I'm really present with family when it's family time and everything just feels less frenetic, essentially. So today I wanted to talk about the concept of task bundling. You may have heard this referred to as like batch batch processing, but it's essentially the complete opposite of multitasking. Now I am not a multitasker. Most of the time, sometimes it happens. I think by default, we sort of lean there. We feel like we have to be very responsive. And so we can see things pop up and jump into different contexts and switch those tasks. But for the most part, I'm not a task switcher. I might have a million and one tabs open, but they're not all active at any one point in time. I love long, deep pockets of work. Things like the Pomodoro technique do not work for me. 20 minutes is really not enough time for me to feel grounded and focused into my work, especially on bigger, deeper projects. So something I've done for a very long time is time blocking and batching, essentially task bundling. This idea of grouping similar tasks together so that we're staying in the one context for longer. The reason that this is so important and the reason it works so well is because every time we switch tasks, one, it actually costs us time. There's research out there that suggests it takes us 20 minutes to get back on track for every disruption, every switch that we're making, but also we're just not as Mentally efficient when we're switching between tasks because it's taking us so much more effort to get back into the right context. So, having this task bundling, having this blocking across the week really helps hone in, focus on what we want to achieve, and dive deep into our work for a period of time. Now, I do want to mention, because I think it's really, really relevant here, this looks different for everybody right? Like I said, I know I need longer blocks of time. For some people, you might not need longer blocks of time. You just want a 20 minute block to be really focused and then break. You might need a variation of both throughout your day or throughout your week. But if there's one thing I know with absolute certainty, multitasking, task switching is not the most efficient way we can work. So what does this look like? Essentially, it looks like grouping those really similar tasks together. So things like emails. I don't check my email inbox every day. (laughs) I check it a couple of times a week. I action it a couple of times a week. And that is it. It is not something where I am getting notifications and pings constantly because it's really disruptive. Email is one of the most disruptive things in our day. The second one that goes along with that is things like Slack. Now, yes, in my role, I am a little bit more responsive, but for a lot of my clients, you do not need to have Slack notifications on all the time right? It is okay that your clients wait or your team wait for you to respond. So maybe you have a couple of times during the day, maybe it's morning, midday, afternoon that you have set aside to check and respond to all your messages. Maybe you know that your team's going to be online at a certain time and you need some back and forth. So you, you allow for that versus allowing the notifications to disrupt you all day long. Whoops. Things like content creation is a really great task to bundle, whether that is writing emails or blog posts, writing, prepping podcast episodes like this, creating Canva graphics, scheduling your content out. These are all things that can be batched. Now, again, I used to think that I was only successful if I was batching like a long time in advance, doing a month, two months worth of content at a time what I now know about myself. And this is where it's so important, I think, to check in with what's true for you and the way you work and not just take anybody else's productivity structure and shove it straight into your own life because guaranteed not to work if you do that. I, hello ADHD brain. If I batch something so far in advance, I feel great that it's done And then I completely forget about it. (laughs) So, for something like this podcast, if I batch too far in advance, I completely forget what I've spoken about and therefore I completely forget to promote the episode, right? Like, yeah, I've still got scheduled content going out. I've got an amazing team who help repurpose the podcast into other pieces of content, but it doesn't have my presence in it each week, showing up on socials, talking about the episode. So, my sweet spot for the podcast is two weeks. I can batch two episodes at once, feel really confident that I've done a great job researching, preparing, recording the content. It's then handed over to my team and it's still recent enough that it's really fresh in my mind and I can still confidently talk to and feel motivated to promote the episode. So you can find the cadence that works for you. For some people, it might be fortnightly. For other people, it might be every six weeks. You get to find that block that feels good for you and the way you want to work. It could be things like client calls. So I aim to batch all my client calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I try not to take calls on Mondays or Fridays as much as possible. And I find that is super helpful because it is such a big task switch. Meetings and calls are one of the biggest content uh, context disruptors in our day because we can be in the middle of something and literally be like, oh my God, it's 11.30. I need to go to this call right now. It doesn't matter where you are in your project. It's a fixed thing in your calendar that you need to go and do. So, I've been doing the 3-day call week for a while now. This year I'm actually going to refine it further and I now know that I am best on calls in the afternoon so that I can leave my mornings free for deeper work. So that's a big shift that I will be making this week or this year, essentially going into this year is really trying to batch those calls together in the afternoon. So they're not disrupting, you know, my whole day, having a call at 11 and another one at three doesn't feel good for me anymore. It's about having them blocked together so that I can sit, I can do the calls done. And prior to that, or after that, I have a block where I can do my work, really dive deeply into things. The other thing that can be really disruptive Or we just don't do it because we don't block for it is just our admin tasks, right? The things that we know we should do, but we just keep putting off and putting off and putting off. They're a great task to put in a block in your calendar to do and doing them as a group together versus trying to do, you know, a little bit here and there. This could be things like reconciling (laughs) your receipts, for example. The final one that I think is really important and definitely works in longer, deeper blocks is project planning. So if you have a launch coming up, maybe you're developing a new product, maybe you're planning a podcast, setting aside a longer chunk of time to do a deep amount of that project planning work is so incredibly important, especially because in the process of doing that project planning, you can also then see the next opportunity for batching content. So for example, you might do your whole project plan for an upcoming launch for a program that you're running. And in the planning, you can see, okay, well, here are all the writing tasks that I need to do. I need to write sales page copy. I need to write landing page copy for freebies. I need to write these emails. So I'm going to batch all of my writing tasks together, or here's all the design elements that I'm going to need as part of my launch. I'm going to batch all of those together so I can spend a dedicated chunk of time, jump into Canva, play with design, resize it to all the different shapes I need. And then it's done. So having the the bigger chunks of time available to do that project planning is really, really helpful because essentially you're always then moving ahead and setting yourself up to continue task bundling, to continue grouping these similar tasks together for, for efficiency. So what does this look like? I think the first thing is to look at your schedule for the week and plan based on that put in those big chunks of time where, you know, you've got them or what I say big, it could be an hour. It could be three hours, whatever it is that you feel like you need for different tasks. So for example, I normally have a big chunk of time on a Friday that is dedicated to the podcast. I have chunks of time during the week to, for each of my clients so that I can have dedicated time where I'm like, okay, well I'm working with this client for, you know, two hours on a Wednesday, for example. So, looking at your schedule and going, okay, well, where are the chunks of time that I want? How do I need to shift things that are in my calendar so that I can create less switching and have more time to do these big groups together? So for example, do I need to shift my call schedule? So people aren't booking at random times and they're all grouped together. Looking at that, looking also then I think at your own personal productivity schedule. So like I said, I know I am a morning person. When it comes to sitting and working at my laptop, that works really well for me early in the day. By the afternoon, I'm fading. (laughs) I don't want to be doing deep work at my laptop in the afternoon, but I love having calls in the afternoon. I love being on coaching calls in the afternoon. That feels like a really great use of my time. And it also means that when I'm on those calls in the afternoon, I'm never on a call in the morning thinking about the things that I need to do for the rest of the day again, it just allows me to be really, really present. So looking at like, well, what does your personal productivity look like across the day, across the week? Maybe you know that you actually need a big chunk of rest on Wednesday. You need a hump day break (laughs) to re-energize for the rest of the week. Maybe you're not a morning person. And so you don't schedule things in the morning and your blocks start from 11 a.m. onwards. Or you have the complete reverse to me and you schedule calls in the morning, work in the afternoon right? Like you can play with what works for you and therefore what tasks are going to work best at what time of the day and also what day of the week. So something that I find really useful is knowing that if I don't prioritize my business, (laughs) it's really easy for me to put client work first. And this is something I see. With a lot of service providers and a lot of people in service-based businesses, we love our client work. We want to deliver great results and great outcomes for our clients. So of course, we're prioritizing their work. And often that's at the detriment of our own businesses, right? And I can laugh because I, I know this is so incredibly true. I have this conversation with other service providers, other service business owners all the time, and we are our own worst enemies. We don't do the things we tell our clients to do. Case in point, I still don't have a fully functioning website, like we are often our own worst enemies because we're so focused on delivering for our clients. So if I prioritize my client work and then put a block at the end of the day to work on the business on the virtual chapter, I'm way more likely to skip it versus if I put it at the start of the day and prioritize it, I know that's dedicated time that I'm going to move the needle forward in my business. So that might be something you need to do as well. If you have a very full week with client delivery, where is your time to focus on the business, right? Rather than just getting things done. The next piece of the puzzle then is how we manage all of this information. And the two tools that I use is my Google calendar. My Google calendar is time blocked, color coded, make it look fun. (laughs) That's going to help you. Whatever your calendar tool is, put your blocks in there so you can see it. Make sure it's integrated with your scheduling tool so that at times when you don't want people to book, they cannot book. That's really important as well. And use that calendar. Like I live and breathe my calendar. (laughs) Everything goes in there. I only now run the one calendar. My personal calendar is integrated with my work calendar so that, you know, there's never any conflicts. There's never things that come up. And I'm like, Oh, whoops, I've double booked myself. Like we avoid that at all costs. There are still going to be last minute appointments and things that come up. Right. But for the most part, we're not like, Oh, whoops, I've double booked because it's blocked out on a personal calendar, but it wasn't blocked out on the work calendar. Like just put it all in one spot. It's okay that it's all in one spot. and use that as the source of truth for what you're doing at any point in time during your week. You can take this further. There are tools out there like Reclaim. I used that last year for a little while. I decided I didn't want to continue using it, not because it is a bad app in any way, shape or form. I actually really liked it. It grabbed my Asana tasks and fit them into my week. Like I actually really enjoyed using it. I was just simplifying my tech subscriptions going into this year and decided it was something I could do manually instead. So it's a really great tool if you do wanna automate the process a little bit more, you can essentially create habits and structures within Reclaim and then it fits it into your week. The downside is it fits it into your week. You have somewhat less control over where those blocks need to be. You can absolutely adjust it, but I'm like that kind of defeated the purpose (laughs) of what I wanted it to do. The other thing, and this should come as no surprise if you've been around listening for a little while, is that I use Asana. Every task goes into Asana. Something else we do in Asana is we can also add tags and the tags I find really help with this task bundling because it helps you identify similar tasks. So you might have tags around content creation, for example, or your tag could even be based on the software. So your tag might be called Canva. You can select the tag and it's going to show you all the tasks you have that are tagged with Canva. So you can batch them all, work through them all at once. But every everything goes in there. And this was something that came up that was really interesting for me to acknowledge on the call with Ellie, with my coach last week was I'm really good at putting my work tasks into Asana and I've slipped on putting my personal tasks in. I used to put everything in there. (laughs) I have boards for everything. I have tasks for everything. Yes. It sounds very type A. It works for me, right? Like I will either forget things if it's not written down or I will swell on the same thing over and over again. So for example, this was the conversation we were having. I need to go buy school shoes for AJ for next week, (laughs) right? Like it needs to happen. I have thought about the school shoes so many times. It's ridiculous. Like it just keeps coming up. What I needed to do and what I didn't do, what I needed to do was either schedule it in my calendar. This is when we're going shoe shopping or put it on my to-do list. I need to go shoe shopping, give it a due date. That's when I will deal with it. Instead, I did neither of those things. So it just swirled in my brain constantly, right? And it's really efficient. And it's what was really contributing to this frantic energy of like the to-do list is never ending. There's so much stuff I need to get done because I actually wasn't taking that out of my brain and putting it down somewhere. Because when I sit and I write out my to-do list and I put my tasks in a signer, I'm like, oh, that's a really manageable workload. That feels really, really good for me. Right, like I have less work now than I've had at any point in the business over the last sort of three to five years, and yet I found myself really feeling this like almost overwhelm energy of all of these things that needed to be done. But it was because I had abandoned my own processes around documenting all of my to-dos. You guys have heard me talk about this before: getting those tasks out of your head and onto paper creates space. It creates creativity. It creates freedom. It creates presence. And I wasn't doing that. So I am committing to showing back up for myself and for the business and getting back into the habit of documenting everything, giving everything a place so that I can free up my brain and be way more present in my work, way more efficient in my work and way more present when I'm outside work as well. I really hope this episode has been helpful for you. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, send me a DM at the virtual chapter and tell me what your work routines look like. I am so fascinated by hearing and seeing other people's work routines. I just, it's a glimpse into other people's lives that I really, really love. What works for you? Are you a 20 minute Pomodoro timer person? Do you like big time blocks during your week? Are you just winging it, doing whatever feels good? I would love to know. I also really hope this episode has inspired you to create your own work systems and maybe ditch multitasking for good because it is not serving any of us to be constantly switching between little things. We are so much more efficient and effective when we can focus and get one thing done before moving on to the next. I would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me know what you're enjoying. It helps us get in front of more incredible entrepreneurs just like yourself. And I will see you again next week.